Welcome back to Becoming Next on Scene, everybody. It is your host, Jackie Zook. I am so excited to be here with you today for another awesome episode of How to Become Next on Scene in your field of business or passion or all of the above. Um, today, I am so excited to come on and share not only a marketing tip, self-care tip, and also an amazing guest. So marketing tip of the day is to really, really utilize the importance of hashtags. I can't even tell you how many clients I have that we literally go through the steps of the hashtags and then they aren't using enough or they're using too many. So the key thing is, is you want to stick between 10 and 15 hashtags every post that you do. You want to put them in a comment and tip number three I'm going to throw in there is you want to make sure that they range between 5,000 users and 900,000 users. If you stay within that range, you are going to be found much more clearly through your niche market. So definitely, I cannot alliterate more, definitely use 10 to 15 hashtags, put it in a comment and stick within the range of 5,000 users to 900,000 users. I promise it will be game changing for you. That is marketing tip of the day. Self-care tip of the day, I am just newly back from vacation. Um, it was my two-year anniversary um, for my wedding, and time flies, man. What the hell? Um, but great things. Uh, I can't even tell you how important it is to separate your you know, from reality sometimes. It is just so healthy to shut off. Um, if we could do that every day for five minutes, that would be ideal minimum. Um, but if you can really set aside at least two to three times a year, I try to do something once a month where I do a little getaway, even if it's like a staycation somewhere. Um, so if I can inspire you to do that, do it. Um, so who is next today? Well, I am so excited to share my amazing guest, Dr. Bonnie Wims. She is one incredible, incredible virtual therapist. I have worked with her personally. Her and I do work together as well. I help her with her marketing, vice versa. Um, so it has just been so amazing to see her blossom since like I don't know. It's almost been two years now. So she is just a rock star. Like she just spoke for Ernst & Young um, all about stress relief. And obviously with COVID, everybody loves working with her because it's all virtual. Um, so Bonnie really works to your convenience. I'm so excited to have her on this show today and have you get to meet her as well. So stay tuned for the amazing Bonnie Wims. <laughs> The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene. All right, everybody. I officially have the amazing Dr. Bonnie Wims on the line. Hi, Bonnie. How are you today? Hi, Jackie. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How about you? Good. I am so excited to have you on. You are so inspiring. I mean, I, like I said, even before we started recording, like I have worked with you personally and I just think you're amazing. So I'm just so excited to have you on today. So for my audience who doesn't know who you are, um, tell us a little bit about who Dr. Bonnie Wims is in three words. Summarize like three qualities about you and then of course how you became a therapist. Oh, well, you didn't tell me you were going to do this to me. Great. <laughs> right out the gate. <laughs> um, three words. Um, okay. The word that I've been called my entire life is sensitive. So I'll give you that one because I've decided now that's a superpower, not a problem. Love that. So I'm, sensi I'm sensitive, um, definitely empathetic, and I'm, this is, 
can I put this together as one word, good listener? I mean, that's what makes a great therapist, doesn't it? All of those qualities. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell us how you got, like, how you became a therapist. I mean, I know you originally were in London, right, when you opened your practice? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I've known I wanted to be a therapist, like, not out of the womb, but certainly at a very young age. I was always fascinated with how the mind works. And um, I think, you know, my own personal uh, family story was a bit uh, traumatic and chaotic. And I had a lot to deal with as a child. And I think I began to um, just kind of naturally think about how people's brain work and why people did the things that they did. And um, so I wanted to be a psychologist, but obviously that requires education, which it should. I just couldn't quite get there right out the gate, so I um, had a different career for several years in health insurance. I didn't sell it. I was working in the operations side and hated every minute of it. Nothing against <laughs> insurance, but it just wasn't where my where my heart was. And uh, finally, and in my 40s, believe it or not, um, I was able to finally go back to school and finish my undergrad and then go on and get my doctorate, which was really challenging because um, I think there's a part of your brain that you kind of stop using when you're not in school. And right. uh, so I'd had a whole career of doing something else and working in management of operations. And then all of a sudden I went to back to being a student, but I highly recommend it because it's very good for you. It's also very humbling. Um, so I, I got my doctorate in London. We moved to London and I, finished my uh, studies there and opened my private practice. And uh, yeah, ever since then, so that's 2012, uh, I've never looked back. I am one of those really lucky people that love what I do every single day. Like I just wake up excited and um, it's a dream come true, really. Um, and I took it virtual uh, semi-virtual in 2012 when I moved back to London I kept working with some clients from London here uh, in Boston and then um, I took it completely online uh, a few years later so completely it's a virtual practice and which uh, weirdly set me up quite well for corona because Seriously? I was already um, <laughs> all online yeah not that I you know uh wish corona on anybody but it certainly um, has allowed me to continue to work with people in uh in a way that i think you know some people have had trouble pivoting away from like not seeing their therapist or not being able to access therapy in the same way so um, i'm very grateful that i already kind of had that set up so yeah um, i now live in manhattan um, but my practice goes wherever i go so that's that's great and also the convenience of the people. Yeah. I was going to say for the, for the consumer and the client, it's it's super convenient because they could be traveling and like you could be chatting with them wherever they're traveling, you know? So. Yeah. I, I was in Florida once, um, not now, but a while ago. (laughs) Um, and sitting in a hotel room talking with my client who was traveling from London to Greece. So I'm traveling, she's traveling, and we were still able to have our uh, session um, just fine with no no hiccups. So that I totally agree with you. There's there's something about consistent therapy that's really helpful uh, at times for people, and so it's just really nice to be able to. 
provide that. Mm -hmm. So true. And then I know one of your specialties too is an expat because you have been traveled and lived many places. So can you tell us a little bit more about that too? Yeah, so I I got really interested in what happens to your identity and your sense of self when you move. And I've begun to actually hear stories from people uh, that not even just, um, you know, it doesn't even have to be like to another country. I have a friend that moved from North Carolina to Boston, and she told me, Bonnie, it's another country. It is. So I, I was, yeah, right? So I, I think I just got really interested in what happens to our sense of self when we move because... When I moved to London, I wanted to. It was super exciting. It was going to be this adventure for our family. And I ran smack dab into uh, really just a state of of, um, depression, I think, for about a year. I didn't know what was happening to me. But I knew that, you know, there were all these things available to me and all this exciting things happening, but I didn't feel like myself, and I didn't know why, and I couldn't connect with – coping strategies to make myself feel better. I just felt so alone and so isolated, and I felt, like I said, unlike myself, and I didn't know what to do about it. When I opened my private practice, coincidentally uh, attracted some expats just for whatever reason, and we started talking about this because everybody felt it, and I was like, what is happening? Now, fast forward years on, done a lot of research, and there's a lot written on this, but it's, you know, there's Things that we have in our life, such as your favorite restaurant, where you go get your hair cut, um, you know, your favorite, I know for you, your favorite pizza place, you know, mm-hmm. your favorite ice cream store, but your friends, your family, everything around you that kind of helps you define who you are, when you strip yourself of all of that in such a kind of drastic way, like when you move to somewhere completely different, what, what suffers is that sense of self, and so... You don't know, you you know, we define ourselves by things that we bounce off of, like our people that we love, people that we know, things that we do. And when all of that's gone, it's really, there's a, kind of an emptiness, I think, is kind of what I felt. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, so I try to, I work with people. I was in London in February, and I did a bunch of workshops. I've also done uh, a longer sort of course. And it's all centered around trying to help people identify with what it is that helps them feel like themselves and then being flexible and creative and trying to find new ways. Because Mm -hmm. obviously when you move to another country or or to a state that feels completely foreign in in a lot of ways, you you have to be resilient and creative in finding new things to connect to. And so it's work, you know, it's not, it's not all just easy uh, vacation kind of thing. You actually really kind of have to work at it. And no, I know you, so and you probably recognize some of that too, right? Yeah. Well, I was even thinking like when you were saying your fr- your client or friend that moved from North Carolina to Boston, like I felt like I was in another country too when I moved from New York. So definitely can relate 100%. It was very hard. Yeah. So yeah. I can, that's yeah. why I think like it's an intro. Yeah, right? no, it's so, I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry. What were you going to say? No, I think I interrupted you. No um, worse. No, I was just going to say. Even though, you, even though we're so excited. To I know. We um, are. Go ahead. Even, even though you wanted to move, right? Like, yeah. it's not about, I think sometimes, because there are certain types of situations where people move when they don't want to, or they're, they kind of tag along because that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but even when you want to, uh, you still have to encounter 
this whole kind of and, and if you let go of some things like for me it was coincidental that I was letting go of a job and now I'm going to go to, back to school so now I feel I feel insecure I haven't gone to school in a long time I'm in my 40s can I learn still I go to my first day of class nobody looks like me I'm the only American that speaks the way I speak people look at you like you're weird and you feel weird um there's a walk on the different, you know, just like they drive on the other side of the road. They kind of walk on the other side of the sidewalk. <laughs> I, I like that analogy. Yeah. Like little things, you know, like you, you're going to ride the bus, but you don't know how to do it. Like, what? how do I ride the bus? What do I do? You're constantly observing. Hard work, it's exhausting. And it's also, it all reminds you of how, you know, it's different. And then, I don't know about you, but for me, there's that sense of, I feel kind of wrong because I'm not doing it the way everybody else is. Right. So um, that that you internalize a sense of maybe I'm not doing things right. Maybe I'm not. And that's the real thing about finding your sense of self and being flexible with yourself and creating basically, you know, you're, you're, you're going to create and, and become something new. You're going to inhabit some of your old self, but you're going to create new things. And that's exciting, but it's hard. No, it's so true. And that definitely is going to relate to my next question. So obviously now in terms of readjusting, like with your type of clientele that you're getting right now and even clients you've had forever, everybody is now forced to change their regular habits, right, since coronavirus. So can you talk more about like what kind of tips are you suggesting to – clients that you're seeing on a regular basis like for people that have either lost their jobs or have to go virtual like you and I right like things like that like what's what can we put out there for people that are really starting fresh if not readjusting yeah yeah no that's that's really um nice segue Jackie that's exactly right because I think in some ways it's sort of the same thing happening right is we're being challenged in new environments, like uh, in new ways. Some of us are Zooming an awful lot. You know, Zoom has become a, ver- a verb, right? Literally, uh, right. A lot of us are doing <laughs> things that, right, yeah. right? We're doing things differently. We're being, some of us, you know, a lot of us were forced to for such a long time. Um, and now, you know, even though things are opening up, there's still uh, anxiety because of, um, you know, uh, we're unsure. Nobody knows exactly what tomorrow is going to look like. So we have to all pivot. And, and I use that dreaded word. Everybody's using that word, but it does, it does fit. We have to kind of pivot, Mm -hmm. but that's hard when you're scared. It's hard when you feel frightened. It's hard when you don't, um, you're not feeling your strongest and your most creative, uh, because your brain is stuck in this fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm. And I, and I talk about this with people all the time. There is that sense of in fight or flight. It's like, strong negativity bias our brain shuts down everything that's creative optimistic and uh you know allows us to think about other ways and it just focuses on survival and i feel like that's where a lot of us have been for a lot of months because of course we're scared we don't know what's going to happen we some of us have had you know experiences where things have been really scary some people have unfortunately even experienced um you know uh death or sickness Mm -hmm. so it's frightening it's frightening to watch the news all of that and so uh what i talk about with people tips to try to get you out of that um fight or flight mode the portion of your brain that's fired 
chronically, persistently right now and has been for like four months. Right. You know, that's just, that doesn't, it doesn't come without a cost mm-hmm. to be stuck in that sort of um, stressful place. So you have to reset. You have to give yourself recovery time. And the magic of your brain, if you do that, is that your brain then can give you creativity and innovative ways to master what you're doing. Um, I just did a talk on uh, with a group of women earlier today, and we were talking about ways in which to reset. And what is it that you, because we all know what we love to do. Like, I love music. Like, music gets into my heart and just in a second can switch me from, uh, you know, just feeling a little bit ho-hum or bored or whatever, and I'm just happy. Mm-hmm. Um, when I take walks around Manhattan, it's I typically have music in my ears because it just makes me energized and happy and helps me forget that it's, you know, 90 degrees and almost 100% humidity. Right. But it's, you know, it's fun. But little ways to reset, and they're little. Like, they don't have to be huge. Incorporating back into your life tried and true methods that you know that work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, music breaks. We always play music when we cook dinner because it's just fun. Um, but, you know, there's deep breathing. There's breathing in and out. Be very conscious of your breath. There's meditation. There's even if you're not a meditative type of person, but a mindful way of being. All of it is trying to trick and reset your brain away from that fear place and give access to the more creative, innovative side of you. So, um, you know, we could we could talk about all sorts of ways to do that, but I think the primary ones are, um, you know, going to your own tried and trues, things that you know help you feel better, whether it's breathing, walking, music, dancing, calling a friend, whatever, but making sure that you don't isolate and retreat and allow yourself to get stuck, because mm-hmm. that's that's what, you know, fight or flight does to us. It makes us feel like we're just stuck in this uh, scary place forever. And unless we really honestly reset, uh, we don't have access to ways in which we can um, just become more fully present in our lives and mm-hmm. therefore allow that creative part of our brain to fire. No, great tips and advice. I have to say music definitely helps me too. And drinking wine. <laughs> I know you can relate. <laughs> But I have to say that's those are definitely two of my vices that bring me back centered, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we were just talking because you. Um, I hope you don't mind me saying you were just, you know, you're celebrating your anniversary and you had pictures of being on the beach, and I had this actual visceral pain in my chest that I wanted to be right next to you on that beach. Um, thankfully for you, I was far enough away; I couldn't go do it. Or I would have. <laughs> Um, you would have looked up and said, why is Bonnie sitting No, here? I would have actually, we probably would have enjoyed our time together. It's okay. I would have been cool with that, but. <laughs> I would have showed up with a bottle of wine, though. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, but today, my husband and I booked a short weekend away uh, to the beach because I was just like, I need it. I feel it in my toes mm-hmm. that I need that. The, the sea, the ocean sound, it regenerates me. It, it really does. Calm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people say that. And so some people it's easier to get to than others. But uh, if there's a way for you to reengage, that's kind of a bigger thing. But even so, um, I booked it for like a month from now and I already feel better. Right. Right. So it's giving yourself. I think the number one thing that people do that 
doesn't help is that we don't we don't admit that things are hard and that we're feeling bad and so we just put our head down and we keep plugging away Mm -hmm. and we don't give ourselves a gift of acknowledging it so then after we acknowledge it we can do something to help ourselves right um, people out there recognizing that you do know what to do you just don't always do it you know you don't give yourself that opportunity uh to feel better you know just to to manage um, what's happening in a better way. Right. So true. I was also saying like, even, wow, this so resonates with my little introduction that I had, but you'll have to listen when, when I send you the recording, you'll laugh because I talked in the beginning about the importance of like separating from like your reality every once in a while, like the importance of like your day-to-day routine. Mm. Like I made a goal for myself for this next year, even if it's like little staycations for like one night or something that I would like to go away from like my house, like for one night a month, like doing something out of the element, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I just feel like that's really important. Yeah. You said it to me, uh, in a previous conversation we had about, um, blocking out time for yourself on your calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really, like, duh. Like, it's such a great idea. It's so simple-ish. But I wasn't doing it. I absolutely wasn't doing it. And I, the, the gift of blocking out time is that you actually say, you know, whatever it is, say it's Friday afternoon or whatever, um, is you say to yourself, I'm giving this to me. This is my gift to me. Instead of like say not doing it, but then you don't really do anything productive Friday afternoon anyway, but then you feel guilty because you were supposed to be doing something. Right. <laughs> it's such a different, right? It's such a different thing to say, no, no, no. You actually, you get this. I'm mm-hmm. giving this to you. Like take the afternoon, go get a pedicure, whatever it is. Even if it's reading a book quietly in the corner, it's just the gift of saying, I'm going to unplug. I need this. Um, because there's that whole kind of wheel of stress, you know, stress to perform. It's our performance in our job or our life, however we define that. And then the recovery. Mm-hmm. It has to, you have to have time for recovery or you just deplete yourself. It's just, you don't, and I know you, you work really hard. And so you've got to have that time. I would imagine you came back from your um, celebration feeling kind of regenerated. Seriously. I was so relaxed yesterday. I was like, I'm just going to lay on the couch and watch TV now until tomorrow. (laughs) That's like literally what I was doing. (laughs) It was perfect. But I think like you hit it on the head so well though. It's just like you just need to like – I think people don't understand it though until they're in it. Like you deserve this. Like when you're feeling good, like that's what you're supposed to feel like, you know? Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, you know, throw COVID in there. Just throw COVID right. in. You know, our, right. Now that life has been going on for four months, life is refusing to be denied, right? Mm-hmm. People getting married, having babies, you know, life is continuing on. And so you have to find a way to move away from that chronic stress place. Otherwise, all of that's going to just tip you over the edge because we're already too full of stress. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we watch the news. I noticed yesterday on the news, they do this music and then the camera zooms in on the uh announcer and it's all very dramatic and it it makes (laughs) it's designed to make you tune in but it's also designed to make you scared because it's like here's the headlines here's the scary stuff that's happening in the world and so we all are living in a in a really perpetual state of of worry i think and stress around that so it's extra important now right extra important that 
you know, and you inspire me, honestly, because you've done a couple things now that I'm looking at this going, okay, what am I doing? You know, I love that. You You inspire me, Bonnie. Thank you. That's awesome. (laughs) Girl power. That's That's my saying lately. Girl power. (laughs) I love it. Thank you. Yeah. I just think that's, but like it's, I think this is for like even beyond COVID, even prior to COVID, like something that people just need to do something in every day, right? Like even if it's like five minutes of like you're cooking your meal, you're listening to your favorite music, like this is your time, like make time for yourself, you know? Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah, yeah. that totally and it resonated. it can be challenging, you know? So I true. I know it can be challenging. Just not everybody, you know, people have kids in the house, small kids in the house or, you know, brooding teenagers in the house or uh, people are unemployed or they're worried about their jobs. All of these things are so real and so scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but we aren't in a position to tackle them if we're depleted, you know? Right. It's so, so we tell true. People, I'm, I, can't do any, I can't do anything about your external world. I'm sorry. I can't fix anything that's happening outside of you. But you've got to get yourself in a position where you feel stronger and more capable and able to take on the challenges, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's that's what that recovery time is all about. It's about giving yourself that, that rest, you know? Yep. And they should also reach out to Dr. Bonnie wins for a session. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> oh, no, I it's true though. I'm no, it's no, I mean that though. <laughs> I do mean that. Like, I just feel like there's some, okay. So this is another thing I would love to discuss with you. Like the stigma of therapy therapy is needed for everyone at any point in your life. You know, like, I don't think people should feel insecure that they don't need it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, for years and years, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a bit at a disadvantage only because I've always loved it. Like I've always loved the idea of it, and, and I never identified with that mm-hmm. uh, stigma part of it. But I certainly know uh, people uh, are influenced by that. And as you said, men and the men that I've talked to about it, there, you know, there's this attachment to the fact that for some reason the perception that if I if I don't feel well emotionally or mentally that I need to take care of it myself. And if I don't take care of it myself, then I'm weak, that there's some sort of level of weakness here that I'm not, um, you know, fixing it by myself or Mm -hmm. even weakness in acknowledging that you're struggling. You know, there's, I know I've definitely met people there where they feel it's an acknowledgement of weakness coming into therapy. And so that's our first challenge. Totally. Reframe what they're doing and actually recognizing the incredible strength and, uh, you know, real bravery it takes to be that vulnerable and open mm-hmm. that, that you need help, that you need help. And so, you know, I think mental, mental illness, uh, people think of maybe I'm ill if I'm going to therapy or uh, I should go, you know, I hear all the jokes, you know, everybody always thinks that they're the first person to tell me the joke, but I hear them (laughs) all the time. Uh, You know, but that, that idea that somehow I'm going to go to a, you know, I should be at a hospital or that something is really wrong with me. And then I meet people like you who will readily admit to reaching out for help. And I always try to, I always try to think about how to tailor my message to speak to people, uh, who are kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum to you or saying, oh, I don't need that or I can't 
you know, if I did that, it would mean something about myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I cracked that nut, but I think you see a lot of stuff out there nowadays where we're just trying to normalize the idea. That's, you know, I always tell people, if you could fix this by yourself, you would be right now. You know, you if any of us could fix anything that we're sad about or worried about or angry about or anxious about, if we could just fix it with our brains because of sheer willpower, then I wouldn't have a job because nobody wants to feel like that. And they would just say, I'm not going to feel like that anymore. So if that was possible, people would do it. So it's not an intellectual exercise. And so you need, not all the time, but when you are really pushed up against it and you can't see a way out and you really feel like you need uh, help, it's that bouncing it off of somebody else and that somebody else being a therapist who's trained to try to help you understand yourself better. Um, and I feel like that's the thing that people don't get is that you sometimes you can't get there by yourself because you just can't get around it. You can't, I can't get there by myself. You right. know, I, and to be honest, I don't think most people can, I don't think most people can like, that's why there's, that's why talking exists. You're supposed to talk and release, like release things that are built up or it's not healthy. Right. So. Right. And the whole idea of therapy, I think that I subscribe to maybe other therapists think differently, but it's about connection. Mm -hmm. It's somehow you and I feel connected and in this together. And with that, comes that sense for you hopefully of being able to kind of move out of that wherever you are stuckness you know whatever place you are that you're stuck with that you can't kind of move yourself out of something about you and I connecting and me being able to try to um, reflect back to you what I hear you're saying is that's the goal of trying to help you realize and move out of that space wherever you feel stuck and honestly for myself um, I have had, I get goosebumps thinking about the times I've worked with people and they've realized something, you know, that, that stereotypical phrase of aha moment, but seriously realize something about what they were saying. I don't give advice. I don't tell people what to think or do. I reflect back to you what you're saying, Mm -hmm. but sometimes people have to hear it that way for them to realize my God, I've really been saying that, haven't I? Right. Because you're reinforcing your stuckness, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know if I answered your question. But no, I that's an answer. love it, and I, yeah, I think it's about strength, and I think it's about the willingness to be vulnerable, um, and it's, there's just no stigma to me. There's nothing, there's nothing shameful in being that strong to admit that you need help. Right. And I also think, well, this is just kind of to like follow up with what you said, but there is such a stigma in today's world through media, through social media, through for this perfection, perfect life, perfectionism, like all these things. And like we like to own that, like you're not perfect and like to get help where you aren't like feeling good about certain areas of your life is important. So, yeah, 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 it's what it means to be human. You're exactly right about social media. My husband and I were, you know, we play around with posting things on Facebook and we were always, our goal was to make people laugh. Like Mm -hmm. that's what we wanted to like on our personal page was just to be silly. And um, people would comment to us when we see them in person. It's like, you guys have like the perfect relationship, the perfect life. Everything's always fun and, and, you know, great. And you're always traveling. (laughs) 
we just both laughed because I'm like, well, I'm not going to post a picture of me tired and sad on a Sunday right. night at 8 o'clock <laughs> on the couch. Like, exactly. There's, there's, nothing, there's nothing funny about that. But it, it exists. Of right. it does. And so, yeah, social media is, is it perpetuates that idea that other people have this perfect life. And um, I'll tell you, I've never met anybody who's had a perfect life. Same. So, so it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, right? It's mm-hmm. like that's what it means to be human is to, you struggle. Yeah. You do. And sometimes you need a little boost to help you get through it. And why not? I've had people say to me, God, I wish I would have done this years ago. Like people are walking around with pain that they could they could really honestly remove from their lives if they worked on it. But right. they just allow it, you know, mm-hmm. just allow it. And it's just too bad. It's really too bad. No, it's so true. And I just even want to like tackle more into the social media piece just because we do that stuff too. So like you and I have done it together and of course I teach this. But I think the thing is, is people always seem to put out so much of their you know, their business, their perfect business life, that they're they're the best companies out there, but they're not showing enough personality of who they really are at the core. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's yeah. that's where, yeah. like, that's where you show that life isn't perfect. Like, my stuff is not all, like, scripted. Like, this is who I am outside of script. Like, this is who I am. And I mm-hmm. think that's where people mm-hmm. most relate to because then it shows that you're vulnerable. It shows that you're not perfect. And I think that... I don't know. I mean, that's that's just kind of what I wanted to say because I think that's really important and people don't acknowledge that enough. They think everything, they have to post every day and do all these things and it's just not, it's not about that. So. And you're, you're such a good um, advocate for that because I think we do all kind of like, you know, I'm a little bit older than you. <laughs> don't look at Bonnie. You don't look at it at all. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, but I didn't grow up with social media. I didn't right. grow up with the, the cell phone and all of that stuff. So it's not in me. And so when I started to try to do some more of the posting and things for my business, I and when I met you, that's exactly what you told me. It's like people want to see you. And it's so true because I think about like people that you're really attracted to in life. It's people that have had challenges because they're real mm-hmm. the people that are kind of vapid and, and uh, kind of exist there on the surface and kind of a superficial way are not interesting because they, you know, chances are they, there's an interesting person in there, but they've decided to not show it. Right. But I'm attracted. I'm attracted to people who've had challenges because it's interesting. You know, you have to dig deep and figure yourself out when you go through things and that's interesting and it's it's just like what you say on the post like you recently posted a, a blooper a blooper reel oh yeah yeah something you had done <laughs> like a video thing yep <laughs> and I loved it I sat and watched that and it was like like I know you as like accomplished and professional and incredibly uh capable Jackie but then to see that it just reinforced in my mind just made me feel closer to you like I wanted you know it's like oh okay she actually screws up sometimes yeah, too. Like, exactly you know what I mean like it's it's it, it was just great it was great and it wasn't because you were you know but you were having fun with it too you were laughing you you know you were joking with yourself about uh the bloopers and it just yeah that's exactly what I'm what you're saying and I totally agree and I think it's just universal I think we're interested in people who are not perfect nobody 
how do you live up to that? Because it doesn't really even exist, you know? It's not even possible. No, it's so true. I mean, honestly, if everybody was perfect, none of us would be living right now, I don't think. I think we come to this earth to learn lessons, you know? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being open to learning those, right? You know, right. being open to uh, challenges and not taking it too seriously. I mean, the, honestly, the laughing, you laughing at yourself or with yourself or whatever you want to say, that's just like, it just gives you permission. It's just like, okay, this isn't that big a deal. You know, like, it's, it's okay. Like, it's, <laughs> we don't have to take it that seriously. Um, and perfect isn't actually all that fun to watch. It's you true. Know? Like a perfectly scripted thing. It's, I'm always more connected to a real conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm connected to real people. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. And I think that this all ties back to Bonnie because it's like owning like that you're that you're not perfect and you have things that you want to talk about or work through. Like this is why you exist because people need it. Like this is why therapists exist, honestly. Like yeah. people need that outlet of like and I think yeah. another thing too we didn't even talk about is that you're just kind of like you're biased because you're not a family member to them. You're not a friend of theirs. You are literally coming to them from a third party. And just saying it how it is, you yeah. know? Yeah, and I think I think that some people say that. Yeah, that's a good thing to bring up. Um, well, why go to a therapist? I can talk to a friend. And I'll tell you, if you can and you've got a friend that challenges you that way and helps you, great. You know, you're going to save some money. Fantastic. Um, but I'll tell you, I have friends that, for the most part, you know, you go to a friend and you talk about something because you know that friend is going to tell you what you want to hear. Right, <laughs> you know? exactly. Like you tell the friend, you tell a certain kind of friend a certain kind of thing, and they're going to say, oh, you're exactly right. Yeah, he was completely in the wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that friend is there to boost you up every time. And that doesn't always happen in therapy. In fact, a lot of times it's a lot more challenging than that. It's like, well, you know, think about your role in that. And so unless you've got a friend that's challenging that way or you've got somebody that really can help you kind of see the more kind of um, maybe less than ideal side of yourself that needs maybe to be owned and and acknowledged, then sometimes therapy is perfect for that. You know, it just gives you an opportunity to look at what role you're playing in the challenges that you're facing and then uh, how can you change so that right. you can manage that better. So true. Bonnie's the coolest therapist around, guys. Everybody needs to reach out and follow her. So before we play game time, can you tell us how um, everybody can reach out to you and follow you on social media? Yeah. You, uh, you should think I should have these all memorized by now because you ask me all the time. So Instagram, <laughs> I'm just Dr. 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 Bonnie Wims, and it's W-I-M-S. Um, uh, Bonnie Wims on Facebook and then uh, Wims and Associate is my um, page. And on Twitter, I'm at dr underscore Wims. And I think I'm just Dr. Bonnie Wims in LinkedIn. I think it's, you'll find me pretty much um, Bonnie Wims anywhere. Yeah, I was going to say just put in Bonnie Wims or Dr. Bonnie Wims and you will come up everywhere for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, Bonnie, you're so awesome. Thanks for the inspiration. Are you ready for game time? Uh, no. (laughs) This is just, no, this is just fun. We'll have fun with this. There's no pressure with how fast you have to answer. 
Let's do it. Okay, what is Bonnie Wim's right. favorite food? Fried chicken. Ooh, love that. I have not gotten that yet. I really like that one. Do you have a specific place where we're getting this fried chicken or no? Popeye spicy fried chicken. Oh, my God. I love their biscuits, too, by the way. My Achilles heel, for sure. That's amazing. (laughs) I love it. Okay, what is your favorite destination travel to thus far and your bucket list destination that you want to go to next? Oh, uh, my favorite place, as my husband and I started to travel there a lot when we lived in London, was uh, a place in Spain called Marbella. And it just became our special spot where we never took the kids. It was a no-kids vacation <laughs> that we I like on. that. Um, once a, yeah, it was fantastic. Um, we never let them, we never inc- included them in that, uh, in, that, in that vacation. So, yeah, Marbella, Spain is very sweet. Um, special spot in my heart and bucket list i have to say i haven't been able to go uh to um i want to go to oh gosh there's like 20 places racing for my brain right now um (laughs) i want to go to malaysia i've always wanted to go to malaysia cool for what purpose I just it's a, such a different culture. I want to experience just the different culture and the food. And I had a girlfriend that lived there, and I should have gone when she lived there to visit her. I didn't. Um, and she just sent pictures, and we talked about just it's just a different kind of world. And um, I just want to experience that. So cool! I love it. All right, if you could wear one outfit for the rest of your life from head to toe, what would it be, and why? These are great questions. (laughs) Well, do I say honestly or do I say something that would make me sound better? Oh, my God. Be (laughs) honest here. Be honest. Makes a better show. I have to be honest, yeah. (laughs) After our whole thing about being real and and honest with ourselves and I'm going to lie. No, I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Um, I I have a special, special um, attraction to the color gray. I love soft cotton gray things um, to hang out in. So it would be like a really soft gray uh, shirt and sweatpants and and slippers and the whole thing would be Love gray it. and soft and comfortable. It sounds amazing. Sounds like the ultimate like couch vegging out ice cream <laughs> situation with yeah. some wine. With yes, some wine. <laughs> or, yeah. or fried chicken. Or yeah. fried chicken. <laughs> that too. That too. I love it. That's awesome. Okay, what is Bonnie's favorite TV show these days? Oh, wow. That's tough because um, we've pretty much watched everything. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Well, this is kind of, well, I have to say what's just happening is I love sports, and I particularly love basketball. So it's not really a TV show as so much as I love basketball. And so the NBA is starting back up. Yesterday was the first day where they were showing some scrimmage games. And um, I was glued to watching it. I've missed it so much. Sports doesn't, like, watching some sports like that is just very, one of my de-stressing. You can watch it. You don't have to be fully invested. Um, but it's something I really enjoy, and I share that with my husband. So uh, 
watching basketball. That's awesome. I didn't know they reopened yesterday. That's exciting. Yeah, clearly not your thing, or you would. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's very true. Isn't your son a really one of your sons yeah. is a really good basketball player though, aren't they? Yeah, my old my younger son played basketball uh, through college. He's kind of semi retired now, I suppose, because he's trying to find a job. But yeah, and he's really tall. He's six foot eight. So wow. He, yeah, he played basketball. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right. If you yeah. last question, if you could spend a day with somebody dead or alive you haven't met yet, who would it be and why? Once again, a million billion people going through my brain. I know. <laughs> you could pick like more than one, but just it has to be somebody you haven't met, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm going to say... This is a little easy and probably something a lot of people say, but I really would love to talk to her more because I read her book. Um, I'd really love to talk to Michelle Obama. I am inspired by her, too. Yeah. I'd love to pick her brain. I'd love to hear. I love the way she thinks. That book, Becoming, was just so, resonated so much with me and I think a lot of women. Um, there's a lot of women I'd love to talk with. There's a lot of people I'd love to talk with. But she's just been in my mind ever since. I, I see her on things, and I just think, I could so imagine us just sharing a glass of wine, a bottle of wine. Manifesting. <laughs> and, uh, I love it. chatting about life. And, yeah, yeah, I love her. No, good choice, Bonnie. You're so awesome. Thank you so much for coming thank on today. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me. Really, thank you for having me. I'm very, very grateful. Of course. So, okay, everybody, again, you can follow Bonnie on all social media channels. Either type in Bonnie Wims or Dr. Bonnie Wims. And um, Bonnie's website, is it whimsandassociates.com? You can reach, it kind of like, you type in Bonnie Wims and you'll find it. Okay, just Google it. Bonnie Wims, Dr. (laughs) Bonnie Wims, Wims and Associates, yeah. It all goes to the same. I love it. And as you heard, audience, um, she works with people internationally as well. So that is open on the table, too, for anybody who's listening out of the country, which is so cool. You are just well-versed, Miss Bonnie. (laughs) So, everybody, thank Thank you you. so much. Thank you again, Bonnie. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Becoming Next on Scene. And stay tuned for who's next on Scene. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene.